Our scripture today, uh, Philippians chapter 1, verses 2 through 7. Now, as you turn there and stand, and it's up on the screen, I've tried to search for some scripture that, that I felt like would fit as far as my appreciating you all uh, as my church family. So as we read these, these words that Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, is penned, I want you to think about that this is what I'm trying to say to each and every one of you this morning. Paul begins in, in the second verse. He says, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Constant source I think of. Always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy. That's continuing fellowship. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day that I became your pastor until now. Confidence all the way to the end. Being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it un until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of, of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the, de in the de defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. Father, I thank you and I praise you for these that stand before me uh, this morning. Lord, they are a, a wonderful church family. And God, I don't know why, I don't understand why you have blessed me so, but God, I thank you for every soul that's in this room and those that are behind the doors and walls of this facility today. I pray that you'd bless all of them. And Lord, we'll be careful to thank you for all you do in Jesus' name. Amen. But I do, I want to, uh, I want to do my best this morning to appreciate you. Lynn and I discuss it very often, uh, how blessed we are, how blessed we have been, and how blessed we still are with, because of you, our WFBC family. Uh, you sit here week in and week out and you listen and, and you support us with your prayers, your encouragement, and your love. Your prayers, uh, I see on the card, many of you put down, you praying for my and Lynn's health and strength to keep on going. You encourage us with words of comfort and words of peace. And you love, uh, in your love that you have shown and continue uh, to show us each and every day and every time we see you out, whether it be in here or outside of here. I'm not looking for anywhere to go. And you know, the whole time I pastored Earl's Grove Church, I never ever looked for somewhere else to go. And I feel sorry for a pastor who's itching to move somewhere else. Uh, I've heard them say so many times, well, I feel like my work is done. Listen, the work of the Lord Jesus Christ will never be done until Jesus comes. 
It'll never be done. My work here will never be done. Whether I'm able to stand and preach or whether I'm sitting on the pew here, my work for the Lord will never ever be done until I breathe my last. And I hope when that time comes that I will sense the presence of the Lord Jesus saying, it's time for you to move over. It's time for someone else to take the reins. Uh, you know, I've never ever, the whole time I was at Earl's Grove and the whole time I've been here, I've never ever been jealous of not one person who stood in this pulpit besides me. And I am a blessed man to have preacher boys who are willing to stand in this place. And that excites me. It's encouraging to me to know that I don't have to look and hunt down somebody to come and stand before you that I'm not sure of. The scripture today is for each and every one of you, our extended family. And, I, and so I thought about a title, uh, you know, as I read this, and uh, this was Paul writing to the uh, Philippians, encouraging them and also thanking them for the love that they showed and had shown to him in prison, writing, and encouraging people who are out there in the free world. And that's all I want to do this morning, thinking of each, thinking of each other. Uh, Cassie, put up Jeremiah 29, 11, please. I want us to look at that together. For I know the thoughts. Now, God is saying this through, through Jeremiah. I know the thoughts that I have toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. God wants us to have that. And he's preparing that for us as we speak. The Lord Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And he hasn't ceased to prepare that place. There's a place for every born again child of God in heaven. And somebody said, well, what are they gonna do when it gets full? Honey, it won't be. Listen, God will continue to expand heaven as far as it needs to go. And I think of these astronauts and I think of these, uh, these rockets and whatever you wanna call them that, that we have sent up way beyond our imagination and they haven't even come anywhere around a place called heaven. Listen, it's God's place and nobody's gonna discover it except those who are saved and those who go there, amen? They're not gonna discover it, y'all. That's God's gift to every born again child of God. Well, in verse two there, he makes mention of grace. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved. It's through faith, it's not, uh, it, listen, and that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God. And the Bible says, not of works. I didn't do anything lest any man should boast. I didn't do anything to get this or to receive this. First Peter uh, chapter one, uh, verse five uh, says, those things which ye have both learned, uh-oh, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Listen, it is salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Aren't there another one? I guess not. Now listen, this peace can only come from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's, that's the only place it comes from. It's peace 
that passeth all understand. I don't have to understand it. The best thing I do is enjoy the peace that God gives me when I think of you as my church family. And, and listen, I'm sorry you had to look at what you had to look at. I, I, my passport had expired, okay? And so I went this week to start that process. And uh, she said, stand in front of that screen, let me make you a picture. And I'm thinking, hey, do I need to smile or look natural? I think I look worse than natural. I told Lynn, that's the most horrible picture. I said, that man looked like he was 90 years old. No, I ain't going to show it to you. I'm thinking, man, as I look in the mirror, they say I'm more and more looking like my daddy. I said, good morning, Grandpa. You know, hey, you have finally arrived. We thought Luther was gone, but he's just come back. Well, blessing for some and not so much blessing for others. Verse 3 says, you all, you all, listen, you all have given Lynn and me a lot of good memories. I mean a lot of good memories. When I drive by your house, I thank God for you. When I drive by the places where I know that you work, I think about you. You might not think not. I don't know why other preachers, how they feel about their congregation, but listen, y'all, we love y'all, every one of y'all, and every one of y'all are different. Every one of y'all expect different things from us, and every one of y'all give us a different look. Every one of y'all give us a different hug and a different handshake because you're individuals that God has made and placed in this congregation for this time, and what a time it is. It's a time to praise the Lord. It's a time uh, to, re to rejoice. And I say this, you all have taken good care of us. I tell other pastors how I'm treated. They say, oh, I wish my church would do that. And I'm thinking, well, what are you doing for them? You know, it's not what a church can do for a pastor. What can a pastor do for a church? You know, as a spiritual leader, hey, where are we? Are we following? Are we reaching out? Or do we want to expand? <clears throat> Verse four. I know God, our heavenly Father, is hearing both your prayers and mine for each other. Paul says it, I, he said, I do it with joy. I do it with joy. It's a joy when you come and say, Kenny, would you put so-and-so on the prayer list? Would you pray for so-and-so? Hey, just to have that kind of confidence to know that I have the privilege to pray for each one of you and thinking uh, of you. I don't know if you got a phone call from me this week or not, but one afternoon I was just sitting on the porch and the breeze was blowing, the chimes were ringing, and I thought, I need to do something so I'd sit here. I went inside and I got my deacon list and I started at the top and every one of you as I cross your name, I'm thinking, do I need to call them or do I what I need to do? And so I made several phone calls just going down the list, thinking of each one of you, praying for you. I have a, our land in my prayer list gets, gets longer and longer 
And uh, just the other morning, Lynn, in her prayer, she said, Lord, forgive me for being so repetitious because, hey, many of you are on that prayer list you prayed for every day, I promise you. Every day, those care cards you're holding in your hand right now, we, we have it right there in our bedroom. I sit in my mother's rocker every morning and I'm at home every morning and pray. We pray over those cards. Either Lynn's praying over them or I'm praying over them, one or the other. We're constantly praying over those cards as we shuffle through them all week long and try to decide where do we need to go from here? What do we need to do? And thinking of our church family and what activities are coming and what do we need to be involved in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an important thing. It's an important job. But let me tell you something. It is a privilege to be your pastor. And I appreciate all of you and what you mean to each one of us. Paul says, with joy I do it. But it is a joy and a privilege. Verse 5 says, from the first day. Now, I know some of you probably know the first day. I don't remember the date. Has anybody got that date? Hello? Shortage of goodness. Anybody's got that date when I first came here? Well, whenever it was. Huh? February. You say what? Got the month. Well, you know, God's keeping a record. But he says from the first day until now. You know, the first day until now. I've told you this before. I didn't want this church, y'all. I mean, I did not. I told God that morning, Lord, I don't want this church. Don't you understand what I mean? Passed out ballots. All you had to do is write yes or no. What do you do with one that has yes on there and it's scratched out, no's wrote in, it's scratched out, yes is wrote in? <laughs> what do you do with all that? And the committee goes out of here and before they walk out, Brother Dave Miller, I said, here, take this envelope and don't you open it until the votes are counted. Come back out. Kenny, come up here. Here's your envelope. We didn't open it. It was 100%. Listen, I said, God, if that don't get 95%, I ain't going. Smart Alley. <laughs> God was much more smarter than I could see way down in the future further than what I could ever see and showed me that 95 is nothing. I can beat that. You know, I didn't put out no fleece. Lord, if this, if that. I didn't do that. I said, here, if this 94%, Lord, I ain't going. Well, he showed me. So from the first day until now, you know, I've never, ever, and God knows, God knows my heart. He's my witness. I have never, ever wanted to quit. Never. Time gets hard. Hey, I have never, ever said this is it I have never ever wrote a resignation letter I remember the first time somebody asked me for my um, what do you call that thing you fill out resume yeah I can't spell it don't have to he said could I have your resume I said no sir well why not I said because I don't have one well, why don't you write up one? I said, I don't have to. God is my resume. 
God knows where I am and he knows where he wants me and I plan to go and do what he wants me to do where he wants me to do it as long as he wants me to do it and that's my resume. They called a pastor. <laughs> Saw him sometime later and said, man, we got us a pastor. I said, I'm so glad. I don't know how many years went by, not many, just a few. I saw him again. He said, we without a pastor again. I'm thinking, don't bark at my tree. I, <laughs> I mean, I got limbs running everywhere. I don't, I don't need nobody barking up my tree. But until the first day until now, I thank God for every one of you. Verse six, I just simply wrote this down. I love seeing you grow spiritually. And God has blessed me in that area. As I've seen many of you men and many of you ladies come forward and, and say, this is what I want to do. I want to be a blessing here. I want to be used here. And you know, hey, I, I, I count it a joy. I count it a blessing uh, when that. You, you know, you're my family. And truly, you all are loved by Lynn and me. Now, she has no idea what I was preaching today. She, this is one of the Sundays she didn't ask. So you just have to tell her. And just think of all that's, all that's saved, that we are all going to be together one day in heaven forever. Verse seven, we as believers, every born again child of God should love each other from the heart. This probably needs to be put on our sign out there, whichever one of you guys want to put it up, be brave enough to do it. Way down in Georgia somewhere yesterday, I saw on a church sign, I think it was in Georgia, it says, if your mouth is out of control, so is your life. Think about it. If your mouth is out of control, so is your life. That's to me also, y'all. If my mouth is out of control, so is my life. We as believers should love each other from the heart. And when we hold others in such regard, listen, we will allow, we will allow for their shortcomings because we all make mistakes. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. We'll be ready to help them in time of need, in time in their lives when things are not going so well. In times of weakness, we can come alongside and lift them up. We'll share in their burdens and we can pray for them. Uh, you know, when I'm out in public, if somebody says, I need you to pray for me, I listen to them and when they're finished, I said, let's pray right now, right now. I have that right, I have that authority that I can pray in public. Hello? And so can you. You don't have to go off somewhere and hide. You can pray right there. Not all believers can be pastors. Not all believers can be teachers. Not all believers can be deacons. But listen, the ministry of kindness and true Christian love is open to every born again child of God. Kindness, love. 
Now, all of this, folk, will produce a fruitful church. A fruitful church. If we're pulling together, if we're loving one another. And listen, if you've got something against somebody in here, you better get it straightened out because the Bible says if you can't get it straightened out with your brothers and sisters, you're not going to be straightened out with God. Hello? It's important that we forgive one another and move on. You know, the Bible says just a cup of cold water given in the name of Jesus, you'll be blessed. Just a cup of cold water. How hard is that? You know, I haven't done it in a long time because I hadn't been on the road too much as I used to be. But I tried to keep a cooler with water in it and these these roadblocks you come up on and the flagmen are standing out there and it's blistering hot just to reach and get a cold water and hold it out the window so when you go by, just give it to them and, and go on. Just a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus. Well, in closing, I want to try to describe this church to you in case you don't, you don't know everything about this church. This church is an awesome church. This church is a blessed church. This church is a caring church. And I can tell you this, this church is delicious. It's delicious. This church is effective. This church is enthusiastic. You know, as I watch this whole row right here filled with little children, I looked into the face of every one of them in the face of every one of them was excitement. Every one of them was singing. And you know, I thought, oh God, I hope that every one of their parents are in this congregation. If not, think what the parents are missing. Think about it. Encourage them. These little children are precious. They're our church of tomorrow. They're back there learning right now how to do church. They're back there right now learning who God is and what Jesus has done for them. I thank God for our leaders who give up a worship service to go and deal with our children. Now listen to me. Some of you need to volunteer to help them. She hasn't said anything. But I feel like Heather is just about becoming overloaded, okay? I mean, you're talking 40 plus children that she's responsible for and, and trying to love the parents and, and help them to get along and to, and to bring those precious children. Listen, she needs some help. And don't wait till she comes and asks you. You need to go to her and say, hey, what can I do to lighten your load? This is a friendly church. I've been told that many times. This is a gracious church. Hopefully you figured out now I'm going down the alphabet. Hello? <laughs> Are you lost? Are you with it? It's a handsome church. It's an influencing church. It's a joyful church. It's a kind church. It's a loving church. Let me tell you something about her. She's a magnificent church. She's very neat in appearance. When I ride by, when nobody's here, I just look to look. Just look at the facility that God has given us and blessed us with. 
She's an obedient church, a precious church. Let me tell you something. She's a qualified church. She's qualified to be called a part of God's family. She's a reaching church. She's a sweet church. She's a trusting church. And I've found you to be an understanding church. You're a victorious church. You're a wonderful church. Extraordinary church. Yielding church. A zealous church. And what I say to all of I've said this morning, I mean it from the bottom of my heart, people, to you. I'm available to you. I'm available 24-7. My telephone most every night is laid right on the nightstand right by my head, and it's not off. If it's not by my head, it's where I charge it, where I can hear it ring also. Don't ever, call, don't ever call me and let the first words out of your mouth be, I'm sorry to bother you, preacher. Because several years ago, you bothered me. You called me out of my running around to be your pastor. So don't say, I'm sorry to bother you. I say this, to God be the glory great things he hath done. Great I rejoicing. All that he does every day for you and for me and to have a connection that Lynn and I have with you all. I don't know a whole lot else to say, but I want you to know as your pastor, I appreciate Every one of you. Please come tonight. Don't just come to eat and leave. Fellowship. Fellowship with somebody you don't normally fellowship with. Some of you don't come on Sunday night. Come tonight. We won't be here over an hour. I invite you. I encourage you. And no more appreciative of a pastor is when somebody gives their heart and life to Jesus. And if you don't know that God loves you today, he does. If you don't know that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, he did. If you don't know that the Holy Spirit stands ready to come into your heart and change you, he is. I beg you today to obey the Lord. Whatever Whatever way God might have spoken to you today, and I know this has probably been a different service, and maybe you've been disappointed, but um, I hope you know, really, how much Lynn and I appreciate all of you and what you mean to us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the work that you have begun in each person's life that's in this room. But Lord, I pray if there's one person in this room that has not allowed you to begin a work in them, that today would be the day that they'd say yes to you and begin a new life of allowing you to work in their life. Lord, I pray for any that needs to come to this altar today. I pray that you would be with them in a special way. 
Give them the courage, Lord, to walk the aisle, to come if they're lost and to be saved. Father, how we thank you for Jesus who paid it all and all to him I owe because sin had made a mess of my life, but he has cleaned it up white as snow. Father, I thank you that Jesus is alive today. And I thank you again, Lord, for putting me in this position. And may our people know how much Lynn and I appreciate them. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.